Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, welcome to part three of the Stompcast. Steph and I have ventured out from under a tree because it was pouring it down a little bit there. We've had a great chat so far and it's been really fascinating. I love doing the Stompcast for very many reasons and, and one of the, I think, main reasons I love it is because you hear so many different ideas and you realise how much experience we all have and the benefit of pooling ideas and sharing experience and, yeah, just thinking of new ways of thinking. So I'd like to delve into this part really where we often explore life lessons um, a little bit about a new venture that you're doing which is called this might help but before we go into that i'd like to talk about something that i often find a challenge so for me and i know a lot of people talk about this as well that balance between rest and productivity uh, rest being active or passive i mean you know rest being topping up the cup doing things you love or enjoy or it might be literally resting versus the kind of being productive in the things you want to do and enjoying life and as an ADHD I guess I have an interesting kind of slightly challenging relationship with that it's something I'm working on what's your kind of perspective how do how have you with all the things that you are doing how do you balance it are you good at it are you learning are you an improver I'm an improver with rest so my difficulty with resting is I love doing my job and I'm helping people and so it's quite difficult to switch off when I feel inspired by a lot of things. I want to keep working on a weekend because I've got this great idea and I'm on a roll or I work in the evenings because I host a lot of events and that means that I'm working longer hours and so I used to very much have a hyper productivity of mm. like, even if I'd worked till midnight on an event, the next day I would be up at 9am and I would be working nonstop and it'd be all of this thing. And I guess what I've tried to ground myself a bit more and be a bit more centered with is two things. I have tried to give myself the permission to not work the standard nine till six that we've been told to work for so long. I am my own boss. And so many freelancers, so many founders forget that. Like you left the horrible, toxic corporate industry for whatever reason. So often it's for feeling overworked. And then you go to run your own business and you overwork yourself. Yeah. And so I've been trying I sigh to. At this. <laughs> yeah, and we no, because we all do it, right? Mm. So I've been really actively trying to say to myself, it's absolutely fine if you've had a meeting in at Tottenham Court Road in central London. If you want to spend the afternoon just shopping now. You know you will make up this work. Mm. You know you will prioritise when you need to. Mm. And I know that's just one example. Sometimes it might be like, I'm so exhausted after an event, because events mm. are very, very yes. consuming, yeah. that actually I need to just spend half a day watching something on the sofa and just allowing myself mm. to recoup. One thing I realised when I was uh, doing a podcast with a couple of friends 
was how bad I was at resting. And did you know there are seven types of rest? You probably do know this. I knew that, yeah, I know there are, in terms of like, that's where beyond it physical yeah, and beyond mental, physical, there's mental yeah. creative yeah. rest, there's spiritual rest, emotional there's stuff, yeah. emotional rest. Yeah. The thing that got me was social rest. Mm. I love spending time with people. Mm. I actually don't like being alone that often, or I didn't think I did. And so I'm a yes person, always say yes to things. I hold a lot of space for people. I always, you know, want to make sure my house is open door so anyone can come around if they need it. You know, I'm very social in that aspect. Mm. But what I wasn't realizing was the burnout from work combined with the burnout of socializing was leaving very little room for me. Mm. So now my Friday night in is like my protective space. Mm. I look forward to a Friday night of no plans and sitting on the sofa. And mm. especially if my partner goes out, I'm like, I literally get to be by myself doing exactly what I want with nobody to speak to. Mm. And I think if you'd have told me that five years ago, I would not have liked that. But I've really come to a point where I enjoy it. And then the other thing I wanted to say around rest was, again, I was conditioned from the workplace that once I achieve something, I must do it again, but bigger and better. Right. So it was very much, oh, I've, I've had a really great, successful International Women's Day month this year, doing lots of talks and workshops. Mm. I have to do that again next year, but even bigger and even better. Mm. And then the next year, it wasn't bigger and better. And I got really upset about it. And I was like, oh, I must not be good. And it was like, no, you are good. And I think we've been conditioned to tell ourselves that we have to keep performing or we have to do it bigger. And actually sometimes bigger isn't better. So I've been trying to say to myself, when I achieve a success, if this is the only time you achieve it, you should be so proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, it comes back to that earlier point of earn what I need to and everything else becomes a bo mm -hmm. bonus. Centering myself and being grounded in this response of, if this is the only time I do this, I am so bloody proud of myself, means that if anything else happens like this again, it's just this, this happiness, right? So, so for me, it was about stepping away from traditional productivity narratives of, I have to keep doing everything at 100 miles per hour and just saying, I'm really proud of the things I'm doing. It's okay if it doesn't happen again. And you're allowed to say no to things if you need to have rest, including friends, family, and social conversations. Because mm. you can often find that when you, just like when you finish your GCSE, you go, right, I'm gonna do A-level or go to college, and you do that, and you're like, I'm gonna go to university, and you get your job, I'm gonna get a better job. Well, often when you achieve something, the first thing we do is we move the goalposts. Yeah. It's like, right, we've achieved this, so how, how much, like, what's the next, how much bigger can we go? Yeah. And as much as it is nice to have new, like, new things you want to aspire to, when those become, I guess it's actually a full loop back to how we started, when those, when those become like the be-all and end-all mindset of it, of like, I've not achieved now unless I've gone bigger and better, yes. then it invalidates that sense of reflection and, and a proud, being proud and going, I'm really you know, worthy, I've done well, and actually makes you just feel like dissatisfied burnt out I guess and probably makes that burnout more likely because then striving so hard to achieve this yeah and go for it and interesting because what you said about the social side for me it's been a little bit the opposite whereby focus a lot on say you know um working on my health in lots of different ways yeah. um and then also obviously the work challenges and things I'm, I'm trying to do um but then what's for me is actually the the 
the lack of rest in terms of social has actually been I need more of the social sure I actually it was almost an opposite effect of like I've withdrawn myself quite a lot so now yeah. what I'm doing is realizing that there is an active form of rest within that that is socializing topping up the cup if you like yeah that you've got to do so you've got to kind of that's where the reflection comes in is that you could have two different people like you might be doing too much socializing or yeah. whatever you want to call it and I'm doing too little yeah We're both feeling absolutely. burnt out from either of those things isn't it I think the topping up the cup is a great analogy and I talk a lot about that is because a lot of I guess a lot of both of our work is about giving actually we have to be quite intentional about who tops up our cup yeah. and where we get that inspiration from or support from or you know small moments of joy it's actually really important that we protect that time and we share it with the people that we know can really be helpful in that space yeah. I think also for me and I guess useful for anyone listening is being comfortable to be honest about saying no to things in the past I would worry about letting people down and actually just saying look I've had a really long week and I've I've barely slept and I feel really exhausted and, and honestly hanging out today I don't think you're going to get the best version of me and I want to spend time with you in a way that you feel like you're gaining as well um, so I know this is last minute but I really could benefit in moving this to next week and nine times out of ten people are responsive and understanding and it's it's not it's never as awkward as it needs to be and even if it is it's a temporary feeling but overworking ourselves and feeling burnt out and not being good for anyone including yourself is is the worst outcome and a lot so. of the time you'd hope that friends want to support others and you know well i wonder you know given given your experience of what you've seen in terms of burnout and you know the workplace a lot of things we see there is people struggling with mental health for certain things yeah and and being able to know how to support people it can be hard and it's something I you know I do a lot of work within workplaces and schools and things and helping and educate on how to support people and you've actually started quite an interesting venture which is um, this might help now you know you're not from a medical background per se I wonder where you know where was the driving force come from to want to do this and yeah what, what are you trying to achieve with it what, what's the what is your ambitions is it to help is it to empower people to know how to support someone what is it that you want to achieve so throughout my life, I've helped people through mental health struggles, whether that be depression, anxiety, OCD, uh, trauma, and I'm not experienced on how mm. to navigate those conversations. And I always found it really isolating, really lonely, um, upsetting, because it's hard to see people you care about struggling. And I felt there was a massive gap for support. Mm for the supporters. Mm. So This Might Help is a space, a community project on a mission to close the knowledge gap, I guess, and create a space where people who are supporting others can come, they can listen, they can feel reassured, they can feel safety. So we are hosting events. I'm actually hosting an event um, tonight, tonight around this. Awesome. Um, which is how to best support people who are struggling mm. in our lives. So this is these are in-person? In-person panel events and will also be, I'd, hope, I'd love to do a podcast, and there's lots of big ideas. At the moment there's an Instagram page where everything I'm sharing is things like different types of therapy. Mm. Like, say your partner is struggling and they're male and they hate the thought of going mm. to talking therapy, mm. but maybe they're actually quite creative. Mm. 
did you know that there's art therapy where you can go and create things and that's how you express yourself? Or did you know that like pet therapy is one? And so one of the things I really want to do is share as much information in the mental health space that could help a supporter support someone else. So everything from different types of therapy, um, different ways that you could help people if they were having a panic attack, um, what to do or what the process is if someone said they've been assaulted, like what step to go into the police or things that you immediately, when you find out these things go, God, what do I say? I don't know what to say in this moment. And the reason I wanted to call it this might help was every time I told someone, oh, you know, this person's struggling with depression and I'm finding it really hard to connect with them, they'd say, oh, you should read this book. It might help. Yeah, sure. And that's saying, somebody, everybody always has something. Mm. So a big aspect of this might help is resource sharing. So there's a part on our website, and I do it at the events, where I ask people to write down a book, podcast, TV show, anything that has helped you support someone else. That's amazing. Or has helped somebody else mm. through a difficult time. Because I believe that peer-to-peer -peer sharing could have a massive impact if we all club together as a community to help tackle some of these problems. And if nothing else, just help you understand situations. There was a great show on Netflix recently called Everything Now, which is about a young girl recovering from an eating disorder. I've had lots of friends over the years that have struggled with eating habits, and I've never known how to navigate it. But it was just great to see 10 different episodes, you know, really reflect on this. So we can all become better learners, listeners, supporters, but I think we can do it as a collective group. And actually, especially when we know budget cuts and funding in this space is, is not enough, so much of the time and energy and resources spent on helping those who are struggling, which is so important. But I believe there's a gap for helping people are also holding those people yeah. up too. 
we started, you know, metal was about building, you know, mental fitness and things, and it's not a treatment-based uh, app at all. But it does, of course, by virtue, build people's mental resilience and fitness and things in a way that, that I hope that they go and share that out with other people. And, and that's what you want with these kind of things as well, isn't it? Is that if you can reach a group of people in a room, they go away and talk about it elsewhere. That helps them. I mean, my mum my set up Knit for Mental Health. Um, yes, <laughs> and she Amazing. does really well with it. And, um, you know, she goes around and, you know, she knits things and sells them to raise money. But also a big part of it is actually the in-person conversation she has she goes to she goes and does um teaching at colleges and things and she loves that because when she sat down knitting with the the boys and the girls there um it's what's said in that process not just the knitting it's like the sharing of like, oh, how do you deal with this worry or like things and i think that is um it really listening to your kind of what you're doing it really reminds me of that how important it is that this is everyone's business you, know, you never know when someone might struggle it might be in the workplace it might be a friend it might be a home you know you will 100 percent come across people in your life that struggle it might be you Everyone, yeah. and you want and you... other people to know how to help you and, and and sometimes the person helping the other people also is, yeah. is struggling and i think that's something that is very um common actually it was very interesting when i launched the project the response was very positive very quickly um it's it's a lot slower in, in the sense that when Foot Being Humble launched, it was like an overnight success and everyone went mad for it. I've had to sit in the slowness of this, but that's also fine. So your patience has been My patience tested, is very it? tested as, as a fast productivity <laughs> person. It's, it's been about the slow, gradual yeah. thing. And again, saying to myself, if I host Remember one, one person, one person, help one person and, that, that's, and that's it. But the conversations that I thought found really interesting were friends of friends who I'd met multiple yeah. times who had never ever mm. spoken about the fact that their parent was struggling mm. in this way or that their partner was or their best friend was. But as soon as I created this message in this space, so many people came forward to say, I really resonate with this. People I'd known for years. And so I think it's really interesting about the collective sharing aspect of being able to hold space. But I, what's really important for me is making sure it's free because as we know, mental health is not accessible for all and so I'm desperately trying to fund, self-fund this and try and help as Amazing. many people as possible. But Fantastic. I think I have to do some sort of crowdfunding project at some yeah. point. But it you is have to, you have to fund these things, you know, in a way because it has it has to be sustainable, doesn't exactly. it? It has to have a model of being of being sustainable. So, well, listen, it's been it's been amazing. Um, I'm not going to let you go quite yet because we're going to do a health fact of the week. Before we do that, though, I am going to ask you just to share, you know, looking forward to next year. You know, we are at the end of the year now. You know, what are your dreams, to use your phrase? What are your dreams for next, for next year? What are you looking forward to next year? I would quite like to have more fun, mm. is what I'm focusing on. Mm. This year was a big year. I was living in Paris for six months. I've been doing lots of projects. It's been a lot of work, 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 work. And I've had a lot of fun as well Through in between. That, yeah. But I actually mean fun in work. So I recently took fuck being humble to mm. new york mm. for the first time and the response was great they loved it but whilst i was out there i did a great um activation where i sat in washington square park and offered free career advice to people mm. and i posted the city and i hid copies of my book and mm. all around the city and i did all of these fun mm. things mm. that made me realize like beyond my delivery of serving people and delivering mm. talks i actually have a really fun creative mind that can experiment with ideas i think that experimentation is what i'd like to do more of that takes me away from just doing the do and actually going how can i use my brain in slightly different ways that still provide a level of fulfillment and mm. joy 
but creates a point of difference. I think that's something I need is I never want every day to look the same. Sure? I like to have a real variety. So having more fun and experimenting more without feeling that kind of pressure of I must do, do, do. Yeah, I think I actually that's pretty similarly aligned to mine actually. Well, let's have some more fun next year. Uh, right, our health fact of the week. So um, this, is quite, this is quite a serious one. Uh, lack of sleep can kill someone sooner than starvation. So chronic sleep deprivation is linked to a higher risk of cardiovascular disease, insulin resistance, obesity, and many other life-threatening conditions. And research uh, shows that we can't survive very long without sleep. In fact, the, the longest record was 264 hours, just over 10 days, which was achieved during a scientific sleep experiment. So often people in starvation can survive even longer. So we really, really don't do well without sleep. And just to give a bit more numbers behind that, um, researchers estimate that starving people can survive something like 30, 40, 50 days um, without without food so basically we don't do very well without sleep at all and actually if you think about it for me if i went 24 hours without food or if i went 24 hours without water or 24 hours without sleep the thing that i think would cause the most issue would be the sleep i don't imagine with thirst but actually even if thirsty is frustrating you can go a long time food you can definitely go longer how long can you go without sleeping? I think when you're like trying to keep yourself awake, you can't function, you can't do anything. You just kind of, your body's trying to reset, isn't it? Yeah, I, I need sleep. And I've realized that as well. Like, even if that means like, I look a little bit like a granny going to bed on time and making sure that I stop using my phone by a certain time, like sleep is massive for me. I actually saw Gareth Southgate mm -hmm. speak recently and he sits in lots of talks about well-being, you know, how to have the best performance as, a, mm. as the football, mm. you know, England yeah, manager. manager. He's obviously going to be very well informed on this. And he said the number one thing that comes up is sleep. Oh, so it is, so yeah. what they look at for the football players is how do we ensure the bedroom temperatures at the right mm. temperature? How do we make sure like comfort is at all things, mm. not using devices for a certain amount of time. So I thought that was really interesting and so simple where you're like, mm. we're always trying to look at these different productivity things, how to live longer or, and actually at the mm. end of the day, sleep seems well, to be the common you know, thing. As part of the research we did with Metal, we found that the, one of the biggest thing men want is to sleep better. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things, actually, of all the things. Sleep is right up there. The number one search thing on podcasts is around sleep. People want to learn more and understand more about sleep. I think, you know, I always say to people, if it's one thing you want to do and change in your life, if you exclude um, smoking or drugs or drinking too much alcohol, if you keep it within, I guess, the well-being question, then sleep is the number one thing to work on. You know, in my books, whether it's the children's books, the adults' books, sleep is, I just go on about it because it's so important. You know, if you sleep better, the knock-on effect, the domino effect is on every other part of your life. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah. What time do you go to bed? If you if you get your perfect sleep time, when would you go to bed? On your Friday I, night, you said. Perfect you're about. sleep time would probably be half ten. More often than not, it's more like half eleven, mm. twelve. Interesting. I used to go to bed later. Now I'm I'm I, I'm in bed ideally at half nine. Yeah. I want to sleep at ten. That's goals. Up, uh, that is up, actual up, goals. Six, for me. But that also relates to my my. I'm an early bird. So like yes. you, that's another thing you, you you should be very cautious about trying to change what your natural sleep um, rhythm is like or like your your 
optimum for you because my brother for example my middle brother Elliot he's a night owl so he's really productive in the later hours when I'm just literally useless at that point like half 10 11 I'm no good to anyone you know so you've got to be aware of what works for you totally. listen I've really enjoyed and I wish you well with uh, all of your projects and thank you for sharing you know everything it's been really really helpful and uh, yeah I think and I hope people listening have taken away a lot as well and you know and I think even as a employer now as well it's really helpful actually to learn as you look at things on both sides of the of the coin so i found it incredibly helpful thank you so much for joining me on the stomp cast it's now obviously stopped raining as we've ended <laughs> but it's been really enjoyable have you had a nice walk yes it's been great i've really enjoyed it thank you so much thanks for so much. good me. luck for your talk with your talk tonight everyone make sure you get a copy of the book and uh, check out the projects as well look after yourselves we'll be seeing you on behind uh, the stomp cast in the mo so you can access that through apple podcasts and you can subscribe for free and if you find it useful then stick around with us uh, dr alex's diaries comes out every thursday we talk about specific topics that i want to delve into See you all very soon. Have a great stomp wherever you are. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.